Well, I'm not in a ranting mood. <laughs> he's not. He's not a talking mood. But, Amy, I don't know what happened today, but mark today's date in the calendar. Oh today is July 31st. Yes, the last 2019. Six. Something happened today. Find out in your calendar what happened <laughs> that prevents the rant. <laughs> One day, it will save the world. It will save the world. Josh. We're about to do a lot of ranting today. Are you going to do some ranting today? Are you going to end the world with your rant? Aaron's got a time frame, so we'll see. Please do. Oh, wait. wait oh. Please, please end the world. Sure. You can't do that. So well, okay. we'll we'll see if uh, Josh can rant a little bit today about what we're going to talk about, which is Antifa, because Aaron looks like he's ready to fall asleep over in his corner here. About. About. Were you up too late last night? Aaron's up late every night. True. <laughs> this is very true. So you are hearing the voices of Aaron and Josh. They are back again this week. They were uh, missing last week. So uh, they are back. And uh, we are going to talk about Antifa, which will be entertaining to see the least on what these two actually uh, know or don't know <laughs> as well. But before we get there, Johnson. This is something that I'm. You might you, no. You might not know it, but you probably would like to own one. So the word is snickersnee. I mean, I could use a Snickers right now. <laughs> yeah, it looks like it. It looks like you could use a sugar could, boost. I could in go. Your, I could go blood. for some Snickers. What the heck a snickersnee is? Um, S n i c k e r s n e e. Snickersnee. That's what I said. You would probably like one. You might actually have one. The only other thing I can think of it has to do with the laughing. Okay. Because snickering. So that's what your guess is. Okay. Yep. Something with laughing. Snickering. That's what his guess is. Like laughing. Like something. Yeah. Something like that. Well, snickersnee actually refers to snickersnee. A long, dangerous knife. What? I'm looking these up. Yep. Aaron it, doesn't have any snickery. It was first seeds. used in reference to cut and thrust fighting in the 1700s and still occasionally used when referencing the knife. It, obviously, it's not a common word nowadays, and most people don't go, Do you have your snickersy with you? Do you have, no, do you have, whoa. You find it? Yeah. I'm just, now I'm just looking at images of snickersnee. So, <laughs> kind of want to spend some money now. There you go. <laughs> you got yeah. So those are big long knives that you can um, use to cut people and thrust into them. So there you go. You can stab, you can slice, and you can cut. So steak knife, steak knife. Well, well, that's what I said. Yeah. I, I don't know what your biggest knife is that you have, sir. Because oh, I know you one have- that I own on my uh, on my own is an eight inch like knife. Okay. I think it's eight, eight or nine. That's the biggest one I own. Own. That's not a kitchen knife, right? So yeah. So that that's what a snickersy is. So that way, now you have something to go and find. That's what I said. It's something that uh, I thought maybe you already had or would want if you didn't have one already. I want a katana. That'd be thick. So speaking of weapons, 
Mr. Johnson. What? And speaking of weird things, what are you doing? What are you doing? Playing with cables. Stop I playing. Hear, I hear a clicking noise. <laughs> well, I'm not hearing it, so. Okay. As long as you're not hearing it, Paul, we're good. Okay. So what we're going to do here. So st- this has been something that's been especially, I guess, what, what would you say? Especially, it's been out there, especially since the 2016 election. It's really gained steam since there. Antifa, that wonderful organized. Well, it's not even an organization, I wouldn't say. Because Antifa, let, let's set some basics here. Antifa, they are not uh, organized groups. They are they may be uh, loosely affiliated with one another, but they don't have like a central organizing body all over the U.S. of Antifa. So what do you guys know about Antifa beyond that? They're annoying. Why are they annoying? Because they seem like they like to cause problems. <laughs> How are they causing problems? I don't know. Being mean to people, being violent and uh, it, it, trashing ex- places, ex- and making a mess. Okay. But that's just short bits of what I see on the news. So, Joshy? They're, they just have a wrong idea about going about things. It's completely wrong. They're like, the thing that they specifically go against is exactly how they act. Okay, explain. So they go against, I mean, now, granted that modern Antifa is different than, you know, Antifa that started, you know, prior to World War II, but in a sense, the same idea has been there. The violence aspect has been there. The thought, you know, this is going back, the thought of, of handling fascists was to be, you know, they were violent, you had to be violent back, you know, fight fire with fire. Now, granted, I know that a lot of Antifa today don't try to be violent, but there are, like you said, it's a bunch of groups. So you have groups that are violent and groups that try not to be violent. But overall, their mindset of just anything right wing is wrong, anything right wing that needs to be, you know. I I disagree on the violent part because they say that part of their tenet is that physically confronting against fascists is a necessary part of anti-fascist work. They say right in their doctrines everywhere they go that they have to be violent, that they have to do whatever it, it takes. Whether that's punch a, punch a person, um, do what they did to like Andy No, where they put quick creed in uh, milkshakes and throw them at the person, anything like that. What? I'm, I'm, not, saying, I'm not saying that they're, they're not violent, but, uh, but I am saying that not everybody who does it goes the violent route. Because a lot of people, like, like I think we started talking about this, they'll do cyber stuff. They'll hunt you down online. If they find you at a, at a protest, they'll see if they can identify you online and try to use that to get you fired in your business. Yeah, they dox you. Yes. So not um, physically violent, but other ways of violent. Yes. Okay. But just the mindset of anything that swings the right direction needs to be shut up, put down, gone. You know, the fact that, you know, far right wing, you know, fascists, was a very authoritative way of doing things. If they're doing exactly what they're trying to get rid of. They want to be very authoritative. They want to have a lot of control. And yet that's exactly what they're trying to get rid of. But they're doing the same thing. It's hypocrisy, not on a full scale, just minute scales all over the U.S. Right. Well, I wouldn't say even minute scale. Um, so th- they... They have a website that they kind of coalesce things around called itsgoingdown.org. I spent some time reading through their stuff yesterday, and it, it just 
my brain was dumber at the end of the day reading it. Hmm. But part of their, they have like a big library of stuff that you can go through and read, like, you know, what to do when you're caught by a cop, you know, and then they also have these things, never talk to a cop, you know, never do this, never do that. You know, they were glorifying this uh, street art and they're like, oh, we'll put the stencils available for you to use this on online where basically it's uh, empty. And this is from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. They're empty Milwaukee, Wisconsin police caps with skulls and things growing out of them was saying like F a cop. We don't pray for a devil. F a cop over and over and over on their art. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's cringy. Yes, I understand. It, it's, and, and they're like, Oh, here's this artwork. It's available now for you to go and uh, download and color and post all around your city because they don't like cops period. They don't like anything. They want to be the ones that control. You see over in Portland where, and this has happened multiple times, where they take to the streets and then try to redirect traffic because they want to show that they can control the city. And what's annoying about Portland is they just let them do it. They don't stop them. Even the cops just kind of watch to make sure that nothing crazy happens. But when someone goes and, you know, doesn't go the way that they want them to direct the traffic, you know, they try to pull an old man out of his car and beat him. They, you know, they went after the guy's car and, and hit it as it was going down the road because he dared to go against the way that they wanted him to go. This is in Portland? This is in Portland. Everything's in Portland. I'm going to see if I can – probably well, I don't know. See if my concealed carry works in Portland. <laughs> probably, yeah. probably not. Probably not. And even then, you would probably be the one, you know, who would be – Attacked. You know, that's where that whole thing with the Proud Boys went down a few weeks ago as well. You know, where the Antifa threw the hammer into the bus. And they got oh. the image of the, the bus throwing the hammer back. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's the same place where that all went down as well. Hmm. Can so, I just like run one of them over? You would probably be charged. Yeah. That's okay. Yeah. Even though Antifa generally does not have permission to do protests because they pop up wherever there's a protest they don't like. Right. I'm going to say, if one's like in the street trying to direct me to go a certain way, I'm like, well, get out of the road. Mm. Yeah, and that's what they're doing. And um, unfortunately, <laughs> if they're, yeah, it doesn't work that way. Now, a highway, you could get away. Not, I'm not saying that Aaron's going to do this or should do this, but on a highway, you could get away with that because trying to stop a car going 60 to 80 miles an hour well, even, on a freeway, well, it's, that's constant. Even they did that recently here in Milwaukee. They pu- shut down part of I 94 and they weren't allowed to run them over. They weren't. They weren't. I'm sorry. I, 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 I'm sorry. Okay. I'm running them over. Wow, I didn't even say that right. I'm running them in over. Running them in over. Yeah. Yeah. You see, here's the thing. If you run them over, guess what? You're going to be the one charged with manslaughter. That's okay. But see, you see that that to me makes no absolute sense at all. It's like I don't know. I'm trying to find something to compare it to, but it's like you know the baby that cries for you know you know. A lot of parents these days are giving kids their cell phones, their tablets, just to get them to keep their attention centered so they don't have to deal with the kid. And the kid learns that crying gets their way. It's it's like it's like giving a, a toddler a phone if they cry. Oh, hey, you're upset? Well, here, let me allow you to stand on the freeway. And stop traffic. A big in infrastructure in the United States where we have all sorts of goods and supplies going across. And let's have you shut it down for an hour or two hours or something like that. Yeah, let's have you do that. Mm-hmm. That's stupid. Yeah, it is. They should it, it, seriously. Nobody should be allowed on the freeway. The only the only place that someone should be 
on the freeway is on the side. And even then, what do they tell you? Do not get out of your car when you pull over because they don't want you getting out and getting hit by someone else. But then they tell us that we got to stop for a bunch of people who purposely are standing in the middle of a freeway. It's To me, that's honestly, if you get hit by a car on a freeway, that's your fault. Yeah. The okay. cars have to worry about other cars. The last thing they want to have to worry about is some human standing in the middle of the road. <laughs> last thing we should be worrying about. There's no crosswalks. That's stupid. That's yeah. completely stupid. But that's what they're doing. And Honestly, that, that's just one form of what they're doing. So they don't even believe that. So, okay. So that we, we have established that, yes, they use violence. Okay. Digital activism, like doxing and that. Property damage, physical violence, harassment. Now, that being said, Property damage, they actually don't consider that part of violence. They just consider that as like collateral. That, oh, you don't like this? Guess what? <laughs> collateral. You got da- your property got damaged and destroyed. And I was watching a video recently uh, with Tim Poole. I wish I had the name of this up. But he was showing basically these neighborhoods that were documented where if they had, a, you know, like a we stand with Antifa type thing in their window, their property wasn't destroyed. All their neighbors destroyed. <laughs> Okay, so you're just wanting to go to the nice low echo chamber of everything. And so in the modern Antifa, so they're not just against anti-fascists. They're against anti-fascists, racists, or anything that they consider far right. And what their definition of far right nowadays has been pretty loosey-goosey, to say the least. But all this that they believe in is they believe in using direct action to get what they want. Now, what is direct action? So direct action is uh, basically taking action using whatever power you have, either be it political, be it financial, be it connections, whatever, to block your opponents of what you're opposed to. So, and that doesn't mean then that it, it's related to just be nonviolent or whatever. It's things such as sabotage, destruction of property, any other violent thing, as long as it is able to obstruct a what they call another political agent, political organization for, for doing what they don't like, whatever they seem you know, to be the issue, they'll do it. Uh, and that is one of the believe, thing, believe things. That is one of the core things that Antifa believes in doing and using to try to get their action across, to get their, I, I wouldn't even say message across, but that's what they're trying to do. They want to, they will do whatever it takes to do this. And Antifa, the, the group, like again, they're not interconnected in any way. So it's not like there's this big overarching body that controls and connects all of Antifa together. But they include anarchists, socialists, communists, liberals, social democrats, and they're all focused on getting rid of whatever they see as far-right, white supremacist, racist, fascist. I, I like how... On the website, as you speak about that, they're like, we are anarchists. And they go, we have no allegiance to representational politics. Mm-hmm. But they clearly represent one side of the spectrum here. Well, no, what they mean by that is they would rather get their what they want done through any means necessary other than through politics. They don't want to go and vote the person and they want to go and beat the person up. That's what that means. It's quite funny because that's what the fascists did back in uh, the 1920s and 30s. They beat and they kill. And that's what Antifa is doing today because they believe that by being fascists, they can prevent fascism. Send them to the loony bin. Except right nowadays that's considered normal and good. A lot of people need to go to the loony bin. But if they stand for anarchy, 
Have they not seen what happens in the movie The Purge? They probably don't care about that. And the purge, they probably want that. And The Purge wasn't around back when you know this all started back in the sixties and seventies. And you got to remember, this started over in England in the punk music scene. This is where this all started. <laughs> what? It's all music's fault. Well, I wouldn't say it's music's <laughs> fault, but it, it, you know, it's it, it, it's kind of the subculture in which it started. Yeah. Now, when it when it originally came to America, it didn't come to America as the as uh, Antifa as anti-fascism because they didn't think that Americans would understand what fascism was. They initially called it the ARA, anti-racist action. Correct. Right. So that's what they originally brought it over as to America and started out all their stuff. And they, it's that kind of built the foundation then in America for Antifa to really start taking off, mm-hmm. at least in the North American side of things. Um, so it's not that long of a history of a group that is causing a lot of damage, a lot of hurt, and is – Honestly, if I'm being honest, uh, protected by the media a lot of times and kind of even praised. Well, I mean, for all those who are Democratic, I don't mean this in a mean way, but if there's anybody that's going to defend them, it's going to be the left left aspect of things. Well, I don't think it's I don't even think it's the modern left that that defends them. I think it's the crazy far left side that defends them. Normal people are saying these people need to be shut down, but all you're hearing is a loud clamoring from. The crazies on the on the far extreme side, just like you do have far extreme crazy people on the right hand side, you know, and you hear their vo- voices loud and clear a lot of times. The big difference is that I'm finding here is uh, people on the right hand side are willing to, to shout down the people, you know, on the far right and say, "You are crazy, go away." I'm not hearing that so much on the other side. I think they're just kind of sick of it and it's like, "Why is this continuing to go on? Why are we doing this?" So my question is then, because uh, this is something that Trump kind of floated out there maybe a couple weeks ago. Yeah, a couple weeks ago now. Should Antifa be labeled a terrorist organization? Why or why not? If you have the Proud Boys or if you have the, um, uh, what is it, um, uh, the new Nazi or skinheads, whatever the uh, far right ex- r- r- extremists might be, you don't hear them. Being, at least I haven't heard them really being violent in a sense where they start it, but they respond to it. Now, Antifa, on the other hand, they kind of go in. They kind of start it. So if you have a group that has requested permission by the local government to perform a protest and they're given that option... Now, local civilians are obviously going to come out and they're going to shout on their faces and tell them they're wrong and... Whether or not they are wrong or not, I'm not agreeing with anybody's motives right now. I'm just saying you will have an opposition. We'll come out and meet them. But if you have more of an organized opposition that comes out as a protest to the protest, not asking for permission by the local government, as well as willing to respond and act first with violence, and their intention is to do that, they are technically an out-of-control group. So... Depending on the level of violence that they go to, I would say, yes, they could be seen as a terror group because their goal is to create chaos. Their goal is to not have a government surrounding them. Their goal is to allow um, complete freedom, and their means of getting there is violence, whether it's 
technology or physical. So I want to, in a sense, label them as a semi-terror group because they're trying to rip things apart. Right. I get that. I'm just the one problem I'm seeing with that, though, is that the fact that they're not connected, that's hard to do because you'd have to label each, I guess, group. And, you, you know, because you have like, okay, let's say you have like, let's again, I'm not calling Antifa ISIS, okay? I'm just using another group that we call terrorist group, okay? Taliban ISIS, yeah. Yeah. They are, yes, they are independent cells, but they are all still interconnected. They all work together. Mm-hmm. Uh, Antifa here in Milwaukee may operate and function differently than Antifa in Chicago. Portland. Or Chicago. Or Portland, or... you know? So is it right to label the whole bunch that i'm not even talking about does the president have the authority to label them as a terrorist group that's a whole other conversation because technically that should come from like the fbi or something like that not from a presidential decree and i do want to add the one fact here and that is that groups such as like the proud boys and that they have been known to start violence as well they're not just responding to violence Uh, i can't be um what you would call it. I, I, I can't be honest and say that far-right groups or even more right groups than Antifa, such as Proud Boys, for example, don't start violence on their own either. Uh, they have been known. They have been arrested for that. They have been taken to court for that, and they have been found guilty of that. So I'm not saying that Antifa is the only group that starts and engages in violence and that they're the ones instigating everything. So I do want to make that clear as well. And I agree with that. Um, And this is what I was saying before, you know, not all Antifa, primarily their means is to get what they need to through force. Yes. But I don't believe that all of them have that intention. I believe there are some groups out there that their, their idea is to go out and pretty much scream, you know, a civilian opposition, but a, um, it gathered civilian opposition and doing what they call black blocking where they're completely, you know, in black. You can't see them. You, can't, you don't know who it is and just kind of meet them and yell at them. But the ones that are violent, those it's it's a whole different spectrum. So that's so that's where I agree with that. You can't entirely label the whole thing. But then again, I don't think Antifa in the United States has found a definite definition of what they stand for across the board. And. We see that because they're not as a unified group. They're still individual groups, which means there are differences that make them stand out from one each other. Because if they all were the same, believed the same, had the same goals, then in a sense you would see more of a unification, and we don't see that. Yeah, uh, and this is a prime example of that disjointedness here. So, again, this is from the itsgoingdown.org website, which – will kill a few brain cells if you read it. It probably got me on some weird watch list, too, for reading it, too, just because it's all tied to Antifa. But they have, like, a, I guess, a subgroup inside of Antifa that is doing this, like, climate strike thing. It was last week, and then it's supposed to be, like, in the, sometime in October as well. And they were critical of it because they were doing their stuff, and they weren't being violent. Hmm. They were the the thing. I so have the, the crazy, crazy. We're yelling at the crazy. I have the quote here. Another major critique is of the explicitly nonviolent approach of the movements, which of course strikes most radicals as a dead end, aka that's a non-starter because the fact that you are not being violent at all. I, I will say I do. I I'm not an extremist. You guys know that I'm not radical or anything like that. But I, Aaron, stop it. Come on, go on. Um, I um, 
I do feel in this day and age, there's not enough out there. And there's too much. I mean, how should I put it? I do see that words today do not reach people like words back then could. From the looks of it, it looks like words back then had more of a power than words today. I, I would the almost say the response of words today is violence. I would almost say we have too much words. Hmm. It is so easy to get sensationalized news. It is so easy to get fake news. It is so easy to get, um, you know, you start like this website. It's going down. You know, it's all centralized and categorized for Antifa and bringing them together and promoting their things. It's real easy to find the radicalized text out there. So that's why I said it's almost too many words in that regard. Whereas back in, let's say, you know, let, let's transport Aaron back to the 1700s so he could get his knife there. Mm. But guess what? If he wanted, um, you know, content to radicalize him into like an Antifa group, he would have to get a pamphlet from someone. He can't just go on his phone and look it up on the internet. He can't just go on his computer and look it up. But I think that's the other thing too is... Um, what I'm saying that words don't have enough strength is, I agree, there is so much information out there, whether it's true or fake, it's hard to figure it out. And that's where I think so many people will lean upon words. It's like, it's like the meaning, it's like the value of the words. They don't have enough substance or people choose to put substance where it's not appropriate. And that's where I see it being more of a thing of violence is a means of Telling somebody how you really feel because not everybody's violent. Not everybody likes pain. Some people love giving it. Some people love receiving it. You know? So it's like how I'm seeing it is words do not have the power they used to have. Can they have power today? Yes, if you choose to believe them. But back then, when there's less technology, less internet, you're relying more of the words of somebody in front of you and you believe those. Whereas, you can say something, Paul, and I can probably find a bunch of articles on it that could go against what you say, even though those articles could be fake. So it's, you know, you know, what is the power of word if there's so much out there and you don't know what to believe, but you can believe somebody punching you in the face for something that you're, right. you believe in. So that's where I see. Well, well and there's a, a good way you can know. Well, I shouldn't say 100% no, but there's a good way you could be semi-confident that whatever you're reading a news article is uh, correct or not. There's actually an extension you can install in your web browser. It's called NewsGuard. And basically it'll come up and say, yes, this information is trusted. No, this, you know, the, not this information, but like this web page is trusted. No, this web page isn't trusted. Okay. So, you know, stuff like, okay, I'm going to go to an extreme example here, like Babylon B. Guess what? That's going to come up as not trusted because obviously it's a satire site, but if someone didn't know that Babylon B was a satire site, it, it would flag it. Uh, like here, I'm looking at WashingtonTimes.com here, right? The, you know, they, um, they rate it based on credibility and transparency. And they say like, does not repeatedly publish false content, gathers and presents information responsibly, you know, all these things. And it shows green check mark if they're good at that or a, a red X if they're not good at that particular step. Then they give it an overall rating of a and, trustee. And this, is, and this is a non, an unbiased company that is. You know, they're probably going to have some bias still, but they give stuff like Fox and all that. They still give them the green check marks. They say these are handled correctly. I guess you would have to look at it and see, you know, you know, right versus left. 
uh, news reporting stuff and see if they give them even check marks because if they give left, you know, more green than than I mean, then it's and that's, that's the other a, thing. There's is, actually a lot of left leaning sites that I know of that it gives red too. Okay, so I, I've trust I've I've come to trust it pretty well. But that's one thing a layer of security that you could put in to say this is how I can know that these you know what I'm reading here is accurate. You know, reasonably, it's not good. There are going to be times when a news article might get in that's sub, you know, substandard. You know, might be fake. Still, it's not judging each article; it's judging the site as a whole based on its history with multiple articles. Okay, then what does that have to say about the Epoch Times? Epoch Times, E P O C H. I think I'm saying it right. I'm saying it wrong. You can yell at me right now. No, that sounds about right. I just never. It's always been like you, you gotta. They have a green check mark. Okay, they say you have to be a subscriber to see their information. Uh, it's, the one thing it it, it dings them on is it says that they don't handle the difference between news and opinion responsibly, but everything else is green across the board. So they don't wait. They don't handle news. difference between news and opinion responsibly. There's a lot of sites that have that ding against them. Okay, but, so they take opinion and they kind of make it as like news. Yeah, it, it's not it's not clearly marked. But beyond that, everything else is green across the board, and it has a green rating overall as okay. trusted. All right, I think we're gonna have to get a get some coffee going for Mister Johnson over here. But I mean, I, I but I get what you're saying about the words and that. And while you were talking about that, that kind of brought up this other quote I had here. Again, this is from another climate change group. Another one. They're, these things are popping up like flies. But they're part of Antifa, and they're and again, this is I'm taking quotes directly from them on their itsgoingdown.org website. Okay, I'm not taking stuff and that someone else reported. I'm taking stuff that they're writing on their own activist websites here. Okay, here's what they said: We must physically disrupt the concentrations and flows of power around us wherever we find ourselves. If we stand together, we can shut down every energy company's HQ, block every major intersection, occupy every fossil fuel plant. We can take the bridges, overrun the airports, and turn the valves. We can shut the whole system down. That is their goal. That is what they want to do. They have this crazy utopia in their minds where everyone's running electric vehicles, except they're not talking about how we're getting the electricity to run all the electric vehicles, where there's no fossil fuel being used, where all this is happening and they can do whatever they want to do it. They're also not talking about how creating those electric vehicles, the batteries and the cells and stuff, are actually more harmful than what we're doing now. They don't, Anyways. But they don't care about that. They care about what they can see as that immediate they, thing. They care about that immediate end goal vision. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and how they get there, they're going to figure that out, and they'll do whatever they need to to get there. Yeah. So they're willing to do whatever it takes. I mean, they doxed, this one person doxed, 1,595 ICE officials. You know, now to be fair, okay, I'm going to be, I'm going to be fair. These people had all their information available on LinkedIn. Okay. Yes. So I'm being fair in this case, but the guy went through, got all their photos, their information, whatever, and they wrote a post up on medium.com as well as pushed all that data up to GitHub. It was taken down very quickly by both companies because it was doxing. But they believe that they are in the right to do that because they don't believe in ICE. Now, why does Antifa not like ICE or police? Because they're the one thing that could stop them from doing what they want to do. Johnson? Yeah, I mean, that's their main fight, I guess I'd imagine. 
besides your, I guess, patriotic American that hate does not like them and would stand against them. The police are actually going to try and stop them from being idiots if they decide to be like that. Why are the police going to stop them? Just because they're following the laws or there's a particular reason why I'm trying to get here, why, what, what they believe. Why they're trying to stop Antifa? Yeah, why would, the, why would they not like cops? Why do they not trust cops? Why don't they want to trust cops? Why do, you, do they make pictures of dead cop skulls growing plants out of them? Why are they, and why are they doing that? What, what, what is their distrust of, of cops coming from? The only thing I can think of is they want their own rules. They don't want to listen to the rules of, or follow the rules that we've been given. Um, that's partially but, the anarchists of them. Yeah, but that's all I can think of. They believe that police, ICE included, yep. are sympathetic, if not outright supportive, of fascists. That's what they believe. <laughs> well, when you when you have the media cover cops beating people, and they don't show you know cops being nice and hanging out with the neighborhood kids and taking their lunch and playing basketball with them, when, when all you see is nothing but a abuse coming from cops let's face it there's always a bad guy in the mix of a group of good guys that always gets the news but none of the good stuff gets so i can see them see saying that but at the same time i mean they are the one thing that would get in their way who's going to break up a, a protest to a protest the police who's going to go after probably some of the key players in that anti-foot group that's protesting the police because what do police do on a protest they have a structure they have a a control to a certain area, and they go after the people who are causing the most issues. It's a wolf pack. You know, one person throws something, chances are a bunch of other people are going to throw things. But how do you keep those other people from throwing more things? Is you take out the one person that started it, and then everybody else kind of disperses. I mean, so, I mean, cops overall are going to be the, the enemy to Antifa. Mm-hmm. Where, if Antifa ever got to the point where they were armed and they were controlling areas and they were going after people, the number one enemy of Antifa would be police. So remember how I said I lost a few brain cells on It's Going Down? They have a bunch of um, things in their library. One of the things in their library is basically, uh, it's called Three-Way Fight. And they, it's a pamphlet type thing about the need for militantly opposing state imperialism and police repression. That's what it says in the document. And it's a cover. On the cover, of course, it's someone shooting, you know, I, I can't even tell what type of gun, but it, it's definitely it's, not. You say this is in their library? Yeah, it's definitely not like a handgun. It's more of a rifle type gun. There are parts of Antifa that believe in this. Um, remember... Johnson might remember this a little bit more. Yeah, it's an AK-47. Okay. Uh, like I said, I couldn't remember off the top of my head. Johnson might remember this more. So, louder with Crowder, used to be a guy in there called Nut K. Jared. Remember that? Remember him? Yes. Do you remember what group he infiltrated? Mm. He infiltrated Antifa. So, he, uh, Ben Shapiro was down wherever they were at uh, doing, he was going to do a, a presentation. And... Antifa was there to protest because Ben Shapiro, the Jew, is a Nazi, according to them. Follow that line. The Jew that's a Nazi. Yeah, follow that train of logic and, you know, because he's far right, so therefore he's Nazi, but he's a Jew. So follow that line of logic. Anyways, he managed to get infiltrated into the group of protesters there. Like, it took them a while to do it. And Lauder with Crowder has a whole video on the whole thing, so you can go and watch this whole thing. 
So when you say, just, just so I'm on the same page and if anybody else is, so when you say infiltrate, he's speaking against with the protesters. So he's on the same side as the protesters to Antifa or he ended up being on the same side as no, Antifa? No, when he infiltrated, what does infiltrate mean? You get in. Yeah. But I'm, I'm trying he, to understand. He, he infiltrated a, Antifa. So that means is, he got into the Antifa group. I don't continue. I want to know how he did this. The, the, again, video, there's a lot more explanation of how he did it. But they use Signal, an encryption app, where no one, including law enforcement, at this point, at this point, if Signal ever in, includes a backdoor, then they could, uh, can read that. No one can read the data. So they can message back and forth. He basically posed as someone else out on social media. He wasn't as well-known as Crowder was, so he was able to do that. Hmm. And then when he went to the meeting, he went obviously in disguise, and he was mic'd up and everything. Like, it, it was ridiculous. Are you remembering some of this now, No, Johnson? I'm just trying to think of what disguise you would have gone with. It wasn't anything crazy. It, it, he wasn't doing a cross-dress or anything like that. Dang it. But – he went there, you know, and, the, and at first they thought, okay, this is just going to be kind of whatever. And as they're doing, oh, what? what? I do remember more now. Okay. <laughs> so, there, like I said, there's extensive video out there. Go on and watch it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll link it in the show notes. But anyways, what happened is as they're doing all this like i said it's all being recorded he has like a little body cam and you know that's hidden in his clothes and his outfit and a mic to catch all this um and crowder and other people could listen in remotely on this as well oh you know so so they they knew what was going on and they're going through their planning on how they're going to protest and one of the guys goes you know what i got they got guns in the trunk of the car in case the s s hits the fan so if they needed the guns, they got it in the trunk of their car, ready to go for the protest to use against the little Jewish guy. Wait, so they thought that Ben was going to be at the protest protesting, protesting against them? No, 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 no. Ben was speaking. He was speaking at an event on campus. Yes. Antifa came to protest Ben, calling him a Nazi. Oh, okay, okay. So now I see what you're saying is, so he infiltrate them digitally. He didn't infiltrate. No, them. he showed up in person as well at the protest. Nucky Jared infiltrated Antifa. Yeah, in person. So he had to gain their trust. So he did that digitally, and they showed up in person on the so day of the protest. This isn't Ben that infiltrated them. No, no. Ben's, oh, Ben's see, speaking. Okay, Ben was speaking. Okay, all right, continue. So Nucky Jared infiltrated them. So at this point, that's when they said. Yeah, uh, <laughs> we got guns in case this goes down and we can, you know, do what we need to do, basically. Again, watch the videos for more because uh, it's a lot more than I could just say right here. And at that point, Jared's like, I got to go use the restroom. Mm-hmm. He wasn't Jared to the group. He, he used a different name even to them. Yeah. Um, and that's when they took the videos to the police and uh, the, they actually offered it up to the news crews. That were there, and yes. they said, "Would you like an exclusive?" <laughs> None of them took him up on his offer. Why? Because why they like now? Even back then, when this happened, you know, this happened what 2017 September end of September 2017. They didn't want to report anything bad about Antifa. Nowadays, they really don't want to do that. But back then, they didn't. They didn't do any of this of the reporting of that incident until it had already hit the news and broken out on like YouTube and that that this all took place and the videos are already out that leaked. 
they offered it up as exclusive content to any news company that wanted it. And they well, all denied. Why did the news want to talk about that? Because why they didn't want to admit that Antifa was violent, that they had guns that were ready to shoot. Oh, that's juicy news. It's not that juicy. It's not that juicy, honestly. Um, and the, the the leader of the group of that little cell, he was arrested, or she. I can't remember which one it was. He or she was arrested. They were later out on bail, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, so it, it, we're not talking about hypothetical, this all happened in the past year where they got violent. This has been going on since at least 2017 where they are bringing guns to their protests in case they need to use them, quote, unquote. Well, we start seeing them resemble more of the Nazi political party. <laughs> Aaron, you better be having that thing strapped to your side 24-7. Yeah, all times. Well, if thank goodness you don't live in Milwaukee. Are they really active in Milwaukee? No. Well, yes, they are, actually. There's actually, on that, it's going down. I'm actually finding a lot of articles from Milwaukee, uh, about Milwaukee. But back to my point, uh, there was a, a legislator out of Milwaukee who's like, we need to do a mandatory gun buyback in Milwaukee. So, And what good would that do? Nothing. It's not a voluntary. It's a mandatory. Yeah. No. Yeah. I know. So, 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 so you buy my guns back that I inherited. Yep. At full list price. Nope. Probably 50 bucks. You're not, they're not going to give you full list. They're going to give you only. That's how they've done it in the past. Well, they give you a list price. Well, I guess I'm going to turn around and I'm going to go buy a brand new gun. I'm going to go buy a brand new gun. Well, you got presidential candidates now who some of them are a little bit more far left than people would like even. And they're suggesting full gun registry, full gun licensing, yearly license renewal, as well as a bunch of other stuff. That's neither here nor there right now. I'm just saying. Um, but yeah, so but Antifa is behind all these things. Now, to be fair, a lot of people on the left, I'm including Pelosi on this. And yes, you can question whether it's political or not. Okay. Yeah. Uh, they are. The more uh, let me rephrase this: the more sane people on the left, including Pelosi, whether it's political or not, are basically saying, "Antifa, you guys need to stop this." Now, the moderates and the right, they've been saying this for a long time. Oh yeah. But now you're actually starting to have people on the left say, "Hey, uh, guess what, uh, Antifa, you need to stop doing this crap because you're going to be causing all of us trouble in the future here." And I can only see this getting worse until it gets better. And it's going to take something, I'd hate to say this, but it's going to take Antifa to do like a massive shootout of someone, of a group, for this to stop. Well, see, Antifa is going to ruin a big portion of the free speech if they keep this up and practice of, of beliefs. Because eventually it will escalate. It will. It just will. Because um, nothing will be done prior America is notorious for chopping. For those you know, who've never heard me say this phrase before, you have a rattlesnake, right? What's the most dangerous thing on the rattlesnake? The teeth. That's where the poison sits. But how do you know where it is? The tail, right? So when that tail rattles, you know you're by a rattlesnake. America is known for chopping off the tail on the snake and not addressing the problem at its roots. It's like they don't want to. It's like, politically speaking, they're going to lose out on something if they do. Um, but it will escalate unless they do something now to cause the extremist 
things to um, disband, it, it'll escalate. I mean, in my full opinion and belief, I don't see where else it's going to go because America will not step forward at a calm time. They'll only step forward when it's too late. I mean, what was it? I was going to go, I was going to say something, and I'm saying something that Antifa did, and I went, whew. Yeah, I was say I have no idea where you were going with that. Um, I I I kind of got what you're going, but I don't know what specific. Well, I was about thing. to go on something different. Yeah, there. I didn't know specific, but I find that ironic that you talk about the that sort of what you were just saying there. When I, I pulled up an article by some Antifa people, <laughs> and basically they're arguing against. This is the title of the article. This is not a dialogue, and they go on. To talk about how basically because police have guns, it's not a dialogue. So therefore, they have to do what they need to do. Because police have guns. Yeah. <laughs> and there's courts with laws and all this sort of stuff. So it, it's – they are – now, that being said, in their little appendix here of their, their document, their article, they do at least point out one piece that – this is probably the first Antifa group I have seen say this. Stopping fascists from speaking makes you just as bad as them. That is probably the first group I've seen that. Because most Antifa people are of the whole idea of deplatforming, which is basically cancel culture taken to the next extreme. You don't just cancel a person say, don't go to their show or whatever. When you deplatform, you literally say, this person cannot be on this, 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 or this. You pull a person's complete foundation out from underneath. You, you pull them completely out of whatever. They can never be on Twitter again. They can never be on Facebook again. They can never be on Snapchat again. Whatever it may be. They say, no more. It's, yeah. So the fact that I, I, I see this from, that, from this group is actually probably, I want to see that more. If Antifa is going to be who they claim to be, so that they're anti-fascist, be anti-fascist. Don't be the fascist blocking anyone else from talking if they don't if they don't agree with you. Yes, okay, so going back to Ben Shapiro, okay, they don't like Ben Shapiro because whatever. He speaks uh, truth. They don't like truth. Well, it's not so much speaking truth. They, they don't like that he's coming from the right side politically, okay? But I'm just using this as an example. Okay, don't like Ben Shapiro. That's fine. Beautiful. Don't care. However, don't shut them down by either, you know, A, causing violence or threatening violence or B, being such a disturbance inside of the presentation that nothing can get done. Uh, again, I, I know I keep talking about Tim Pool because I watch the guy a lot. Uh, he just did an event out in his hometown and Antifa, okay, Tim Pool, leftist moderate guy, Antifa came and said, we're going to burn down the building where you're holding your event in because how dare you bring a speaker that's not on the left in. Oh, also, one of the guys that they brought, that he brought to speak, they called a racist. This guy, he, they called a racist Nazi. This guy, he actually is a black man who goes <laughs> to the Ku Klux Klan meetings and de-radicalizes Ku Klux Klan members. <laughs> Like I said, man, they're going to take our freedom of speech away from us. They're they're going they're going to be going to such extremes that the government's going to have to start enforcing things. Like, okay, you know, here here's what I see happening: government takes away the right of freedom of speech or freedom to protest because Antifa is becoming too uncontrollable. 
Uh, likewise, it has to happen for both sides, the far left, the far right. Okay, boom. Well, it's now, not going to just happen for far left. It's going to happen for everyone in the middle, too. Exactly. It's going to start happening from the middle. So then if at any point in time our government were to swing one direction too far, we could not counteract that you know, pendulum. We would be screwed at that point. So as I know where we sit, we need to keep freedom of speech, freedom of protest, but we got to get rid of people who make it so that we could possibly not have it. But by getting rid of them, other people are going to get rid of too. And it's, it's just this, it's a two-pronged attack. You don't win, you don't lose. As I say, how, how can you get rid of someone like that? Anybody who identifies himself as Antifa gets arrested, gets thrown in jail. Mm. But when that happens, people are going to start swinging the pendulum towards the right side of the aspect with the left. So you're, you, we'll, we'll, I'm, I'm going to pull back a second here. Pull back, pull back. You just said anyone who identifies as Antifa gets thrown in jail. Yes. Okay, I just want to make sure I said that right and that I understood that correctly. So what you're telling me is you want to put in jail someone because they associate and believe with the group. See, that's where I said it's a two-prong attack. It's a win and it's a lose. That's a very big lose. You can. Get- I, I, I couldn't support that. As much as I don't like Antifa, I could not support something like that. What about you, Johnson? I see you shrugging over there. I wouldn't care that much. <laughs> okay. You wouldn't care that much, huh? No. So then what happens when the government does swing a different direction? Okay. And it's some crazy people in power. Okay. I, I'm just taking this to an extreme. And this You're an associate with the motorcycle group. You are now, and by motorcycle group, you ride a motorcycle. Uh, you are now mm-hmm. thrown in jail because you are associated with riding a motorcycle. I mean, it sucks, but and, and that's, okay. <laughs> and that's where I that, was saying. That goes a, against our Bill of Rights. I know. That's where I was saying. It's a two-pronged attack. It's, it's, you don't inflict the wound. You get the wound, too. Yeah. I, that, that's that, where I'm saying. To handle Antifa, it's too challenging, and it's going to have too many consequences down the road if Antifa themselves don't straighten up and stop. Well, if, if we have if, to enforce if, it. If you go that method, yeah, then that's going to be a problem. Because I forget who it is that said this, but giving up, it's like giving up freedom for a little bit more protection is not freedom. By giving up freedom, a.k.a. the right to a trial, the right to be associated with whomever, and not being put in jail because someone's associated, even if I don't like them personally, or they're causing, that association group is causing problems, I, I can't see that happening. And I hope we never get to that point. Because if we got to that point, then Antifa won, the fascist won. Like I said, it's too pro- I'm, not, I'm, 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 I'm not saying that I support throwing you know, those people in jail because then at that point, one day, Christians will just get persecuted just like everywhere else in the world in America and will get thrown in jail too just for identifying as a Christian. So, But the issue lies is the violence and the insanity that Antifa is going to just because someone doesn't al- align with their ideology. Right. That's the issue. So, you know— if someone supports, you know, you know, if someone's neo neo Nazi, let's say I know somebody who's neo Nazi. I don't, I don't know that I know, and, and I don't know if I would ever know. Let's say there's somebody that I know that's neo Nazi. Okay, Aaron, he can go out and protest, he can go out and do stuff, but if he starts picking apart my friends for being against them, if he starts, that's 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 a whole different line that gets crossed at that point. Okay, you need to be able to speak your mind in this country. You need to be able to talk to other people, but if you Feel like you need to inflict violence, inflict. How I see it, it's it's like a meeting room. Okay, you're in an office. All right, you're, you're here. 
I talk to somebody. Okay, I don't care what group you're a part of, as long as everything stays at this table. But as soon as stuff goes outside of this table, then you've crossed the line. That makes sense. No, you're giving me the. Mm-hmm. Not exactly following you on that one. I'm I'm trying to draw the comparison between a business meeting and that and Antifa and violence. I'm saying is the violence portion of Antifa needs to to leave. How do you get it to leave? I'm okay if they protest. I'm okay if they believe in this crazy world being a utopia, clean energy, everything like that. I'm okay with them believing, but the violence has to leave. That's what I was saying, the table thing. Here's where I think you can get rid of a lot of Antifa's power. One, media needs to just stop covering them. Okay, that's point A. Because let's be honest here. Uh, what is the average age of Antifa? I don't know that one. Johnson? Just take a stab in the dark. 25? 30s. It's under 30s, Johnson. It's your generation. Cool. What do you guys like a ton of? We're such a messed up generation. I don't know. I wouldn't say generation. Oh, I would say generation. <laughs> but anyways, what what does your generation like a lot of? I don't, I don't know. I don't know my generation. What What do you like to do a lot of? Don't know. Music. Music and video games. Okay, let me rephrase this a little bit. Maybe maybe oh, uh, drinking. What do you guys seek a lot of? At least maybe not you guys specifically, but like a lot of your peers seek. They seek. The only thing I'm going to say is attention. Bingo. Ah, not just attention. Filling a void in their life. Being, <laughs> that's being in a groupie. World, well, yes, buddy. but being in a groupie, since most most people our age do not align themselves with any sort of uh, religion or faith or anything like that. Most of them have left that spectrum. You're right. I, I, so that's, that's where I can see a lot of them going towards this stuff is like their religion. They become so passionate uh, on it. I wouldn't say religion. I, I, I would say what Aaron said. They want attention. And guess what? They're getting a lot of attention from the media and the press. And once they stop, I don't know. I feel like if they didn't give them attention, well, I mean, I guess I can see how that would be an idea is to not give them attention. But then we won't be surprised when they stop giving them attention and they do something a lot worse just to get that attention back. I mean, I don't so, know. You see, the issue gamble. is eliminating the, the attention given. That's the issue. I, I look at it this way. Like, we, whenever you have a mass shooter, mm-hmm. I am glad when the news stations don't say the guy's name or anything. They say there was a shooter. That's about it. They don't give any attention to who that person was. They don't. Those are the news stations I like because they're not glorifying this person. This person is not getting 24-7, 365 coverage. Same thing for Antifa. They do something stupid. And when I say stupid, either, you know, have guns at a protest ready to shoot up the protest or throwing hammers at people or milking milkshaking people with quick crete in it you know that sort of stuff don't give them that attention well here's well uh, but that's the issue is how do you stop people from getting them attention because people who give them attention are looking for something to grab others people's attention to themselves i mean if you look at facebook and snapchat and stuff people who like to report news or report things like when you see a fight these days, it's not cheering or it's not pulling it apart. It's everybody pulls up their phone. Why? Because they want attention to the fact that they recorded this event. So to eliminate that, it's next to near impossible without giving the government more power than they should have. So same thing with the news media. Why would the news not want to report coverage on something? 
it could look wrong in the public's eyes. For example, if somebody, if a, if a company doesn't report or even acknowledge that there was a shooting, it's like, oh, hey, why aren't they trying to tell us about this wrong issue? Are they for the shooting? Likewise, on the flip side of that. I don't think most people think that far into the news. But then if you the news wants stuff, most of the stuff's bad. Most of the stuff on the news is not good stuff because what draws your attention to the, to the screen? Is it a the, the remains of, Korea, of uh, uh, war vets from Korea and Vietnam getting brought over? Oh, barely nobody covered that. Why? Because it's not juicy enough. So news media wants stuff that's going to keep your eyes stuck to the screen. Uh, they got, right? So if you – They got more than enough of that. I, like I but, said but, – they're not going to not do it unless they can't do it. So the issue be is now, how do you eliminate? Do you tell Snapchat and Facebook and any other video posting or, or news posting, if you see anything Antifa, you have to pull it down. If the government regulates that, that gives the government power and that gives these private uh, media companies power too. Likewise with the news, it infringes on things that we have allowed when it comes to reporting the news. It's a twisted cycle. If the government tells people not to do something, the government has more power. It infringes on uh, the freedom of speech of people to do things. Yeah, but then when you lift that power, once you give the power, you can't lift it. So how do you, how do you stop? How do you stop the – Here's how you stop it. It, it. You can't legislate this one from the branch. You can't legislate this from any judge or anything like that. You, as an individual, don't watch it. Eventually, news companies, if enough people do it, will get the hint. Fortunately, we don't live in that kind of world. Depends what you look at. Depends where you're. Where you're. I thought I was supposed to be the pessimist. Hmm. Looks like if I if I go to MS, msn.com, it'll MSN will see that I am viewing their news feed, their page. Okay. Yeah. But if I don't click on something, they know I didn't have any interest to look at it. But they still know that I saw it. Yeah, but they're gonna go based on what you click on. Yes, but that's just me. That's just one person. Change doesn't happen immediately. It takes time. No, one person at a time. But I, I don't see the news stop reporting things like this. They will stop. Then why don't we do the same thing with gun violence? They will stop reporting what doesn't get views. So uh, that's what I said. If this isn't something you can mandate, this will take time, and this will take people consciously deciding not to watch and engage with certain things. I, I, I will have to say I disagree. But the whole the news will stop reporting it if people stop watching it. Really? Because <laughs> ratings kind of drive everything nowadays. Oh, yes. But as soon as news companies stop dropping it, all it takes is one incident and one news company to say, hey, you, you know that, that Antifa group that you know we stopped talking about a year ago? Well, guess what? They're still there. And this is what they're doing now. Come take a look. Boom. It's going to start right back up again. Again, you're going back to sensationalism and news. Unfortunately, there is that group that likes sensationalism in news, but there's a lot of people I'm finding who don't. A lot it, of people don't even care to look at the news anymore. I can tell. It's a waste of time. As I look around the room. Don't get me wrong. I mean, it can be a waste of time. Yeah. It's a good thing to know what's going on. Oh, yeah. It's a good thing to know what's going on, but it's important stuff. Sometimes the amount of information you have to read through just to get the, the facts of the story can be a little extra. Oh, that's why you use something like NewsGuard or something like that. Is this even worth my time to read? Yeah, but not everybody even knows about NewsGuard. For example, I just found out about it today, an hour ago. I never knew the thing existed. I know. I know, sir. I know. So. 
Tiva is not that exciting. <laughs> it's not that exciting? No. It's nothing. What happens when they show up to your gig? And because you're playing music from the 60s and 70s, well, you're he, doesn't pl- he doesn't play with them. I don't play with them. They're done. <laughs> I'm just saying hypothetically. No, 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 no. They, 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 they um, protest his new band that he's in because they're all white guys. An all-white group playing music that aligns itself, even though it doesn't, because Antifa is known for labeling people with things that make no absolute sense. Yeah. Um, they label you as a the the neo skinheads, a new form of skinheads that don't Whoa. actually shave their hair. So they're going to call them a Nazi, Whoa. or whatever the heck they feel like calling. Yep. And then as soon as they find out that you're a uh, you're an armed white male, privileged oh, white male. Mm. You're gonna be seen as a fascist. I'm such a terrible person. Yes, See, you're but, a horrible. But person. here's the funny thing about Antifa, if you think about it. The the weird thing about Antifa, though, in, in all reality, is the fact that a lot of your Antifa uh, members are semi-rich white kids <laughs> so who are complaining about racism, and they have the means to do this because mommy and daddy are still paying their bills. For a lot of them. There's some that obviously are not of that uh, influence and persuasion, but that's not all of them. <laughs> so, I mean, yes, Antifa is something that I think, honestly, like a crying little child, ignore them and they go away because they just want their attention. <laughs> I just can't wait to see how nasty they get before they go away. Uh, it's like a little toddler, you know, that you have to deal with the terrible twos first and then they they start growing up and becoming a little bit less worse and worse. They get better every year after that. So we'll see how bad it gets. Hey, you never know. It could get, you know, we'll probably see another uptick in Antifa activity next year. When, cause what is happening next year? Elections. Elections. And it'll be Trump versus whomever the Dems decide to pick. Gosh, say. That's another scary thing to look at. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I mean, like you said, the only way they're probably going to disappear is by just going out of fashion. And then something, some new group will come up and There'll take their spot. There will always be some crazy left, crazy right, right believing that they are superior. Uh, you're, you're always going to have a crazy group, yes. But it's a little ridiculous on all the stuff that they are opposed to and, and then how they do it. Again, they, they don't see the irony in that they're anti-fascists and yet they are fascists themselves. And that just drives me nuts. And it's like when you say that, it's like if you tried to talk to them, all they would probably do is just turn around and yell on your face and cuss you out and say names. And it's like. Oh, no, no, no. Then they, you, they beat you with the baton and then shoot you and then. Or tase you. Yeah. Maybe hang you. But I mean, it's like, I guess I guess the real a really good question is how do you talk to these people out of this mindset, because it's all it, it, it becomes like this ultimate belief that these people have. Like, this is the way. This is what I need to obsess over. This is this is how it needs to be, you know. And it's like these people almost have to have like this calling to feel like they're they're this much responsible for helping this ideology to go. So, how do you talk somebody out of that without wanting to punch them in the face? Wait, without you wanting to punch me yeah, in the without, face? Yeah, without wanting. Because let's or face it. Or having one of them punch you in the face oh. because well, you're well, challenging them. Well, let's face it. If you and I get into a discussion and you literally do nothing but throw up a big tall brick wall, they yeah. keep shooting at me 
that's going to piss me off, especially if I'm coming to this conversation with an open mindset to try to hear you out and hoping you that's going to make me want to shut you up because you're just being that ridiculous. So how do you de-radicalize a group without responding the way that they open up their conversations with a, with a punch to the face? How do you do it, Aaron? Turn the other cheek, Joss. 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 Are you okay? Yeah. Have you been drinking? No. Okay. <laughs> uh, I didn't know if you had an IV or something. Um, <laughs> Hooked up. I didn't know if it was going in your foot. Um, but, I mean, how, how would you, Paul? I, th- I take it you're doing a little reading here to, to answer that question. Well, no, to- I was trying to pull up the, if I could find the name of uh, the guy that Tim Poole had uh, as his as his speaker at his event, but I can't find it. But anyways, how you do it is you. It's not a one. It's not a one discussion. It's done. No, correct. It, it's a multi-time discussion. It's also this is the hard part. This is something I'm finding is the difference between uh, the, I, I guess you would say the far left and I guess the moderate right and moderate left even, is with people who are not on the either extreme, you can have that conversation, bring data into the, into the conversation, and it's usually at least being able to talk about and listen to. You have people, though, on the far end of either side and all they care about is emotions, it seems. They care more about the emotional impact of a statement than the factual impact. Uh, I believe it is even uh, Cortez recently that said that people will want to be factually right over morally right. And she hated that. She r- hated that people would want to have facts correct instead of feelings be correct. So that is... Um, where I think it's it's hard to learn how to to converse in that way because I don't converse in that way. I don't converse in the emotions first, facts second category. Facts first, emotions second. Yeah, there's a reason why the military breaks you down when you get there. They want you to leave emotion to the side and focus on what you're told. Discipline. So it's facts and then emotion. It's what you're told then emotion. There's a reason why they have you do that. So how you approach that. You're gonna have to, honestly. It's not, it's not a you talk them out of it thing. It's a you actually have to befriend the person outside of and not in relation to Antifa things. That's how, because you have to be able to talk with them on a level where they trust you. Now that may be hard or difficult for some because they're gonna see you and say, "Well, you don't believe in all this stuff here," so therefore immediately they they're like. Nope, done. So how that works out, I don't know. You know who probably would know? And, and this is why I was trying to pull him up, and I found him here. Uh, the guy's name is Daryl Davis. He's the guy that befriended people from the Ku Klux Klan and de-radicalized them. He probably would have a good idea. So I'm sure if there's some videos out there of him, probably be a good idea. Now, that being said, guess what? He's also a blues musician out of Chicago. Hey. So, you know, I'm sure he has some pretty good ideas on how to handle this stuff. I would have to refer to people who know more about that than I do. Yeah. It, it, I mean, it's one thing I do find interesting is, you know, it comes down to it. You look at history and you look at people in power that shouldn't be in power and do mass things, you know, because of the beliefs they have. But then these small groups will do the exact same thing. And, you know, people are like, 
hey, let them, I don't know. It's, it's interesting to see just how, it will be interesting to see how society interacts with Antifa in the coming years, how they'll treat them. Because if Antifa continues their authoritative fascist ways, because that's really what they are, um, what difference are they to the pre-World War II Nazi regime? What's the difference? My, my honest hope is that they are as reclusive and as obscure and as rare as the KKK in a few years mm. or extinct. But that's what I'm like. Yeah, that would be the best option. They're that far gone, that far done with that we don't have to worry about them. So, but yeah, if I'll have to look up and if I find any videos by this Gerald Davis, I will definitely bring them in. Uh, not bring him into like here, but put him in the link notes, show notes, because of the fact that he became such good friends with uh, Imperial Wizard of the KKK that he was invited and asked to be that uh, guy's daughter's godfather before the guy even left the KKK. Wow, he was good. And then when he did leave the clan, um, the guy gave the robes, his white robes, to Daryl. And then Daryl still has them now. So I'm sure if someone went through his closet, they'd accuse him of being in the KKK. <laughs> well, I mean, if if uh, Antifa found that out, they just say that a, a black guy is a Nazi. Which this is why they threatened to burn down the building when he was speaking in, in the event. It, it's I, I I just I now thankfully they the organizers were able to find another venue, uh, half the scene capacity, but they were able to find their venue, uh, which did not back down and give in to Antifa's demands. Because Antifa, they were going to threaten to burn down any building that they try to host their event at. The mental stupidity. I just, I don't have the mental capacity to understand the mental stupidity of some of these people. I'm, I'm sorry. The mental capacity to understand the mental stupidity. So, okay. <laughs> so, I'm not. What? You, you agree or you think? No, I'm, I just, no, I'm with you. I don't get it. I don't get it. You should just lock uh, them all up. A better phrase. The ones that are causing the issues. A better phrase. I don't have the mental capacity to understand the mental insanity. There we go. All right. Fair enough. All right. Johnson, do you have any closing words since you (laughs) seem to be barely awake and barely alive? (laughs) It's like a fish on the ground. (laughs) I don't. Antifa's annoying. (laughs) I don't know. I don't really see much about them, though, on the news either. You'll see a story occasionally about the whole stupid milk con- milkshake concrete stuff. And then the one that you shared with the whole the hammer on the bus. It, but it, yeah. you, you know you know what you should do? If there's an Antifa gathering, you walk in as one of them oh, with gosh. a thing full of small cups of like yogurt or food. But you have, uh, what's that stuff that? Laxatives. Uh, laxatives. And hopefully you have a bunch of birds, you know, at the birds feast and then the birds start flying. That, that'll disperse a protest pretty quick. Either that or I would prepare a bunch of food with laxatives in it for them to eat. And then they're all just going to get super upset stomachs. And you and only have one porta potty. Rough. <laughs> <laughs> and hope that there's no laws wherever you do that at that. Laws for what? I don't know. Intentionally poisoning someone or something. <laughs> You're fine. <laughs> They're okay. They're just pooping. Yeah, I just say, except yeah. for the person who has the um, 
the allergic reaction to the laxative. <laughs> kind of yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, uh, live tonight on ten, person arrested for killing Antifa member with a laxative. <laughs> and then there's, I guess you there's could... Aaron's surprise face. I guess you could just use the excuse of, well, they looked really angry, so I assume they were really constipated. So I got the laxative. I wanted to help them out. I wanted to help them release. (laughs) Along with everybody else. (laughs) Josh, any final words? Uh, Antifa is... Go away. Fascist. Wow. All right. Send in your complaints to Josh at uywords at gmail.com on that one. Uh, speaking of which, so as I mentioned in last week, now through the 9th of October, uh, continue to send on in if you either leave a review or share on social media an episode uh, for a chance to win. And so that will be happening. Again, the, the drawing will be done on after the 9th. So sometime after there, we'll do something to draw, make the drawing happen and announce who wins from that. Leave us a review on iTunes and Stitcher. That'd be appreciated. Uh, if What are your thoughts and opinions on Antifa? How can we fight back against them? How can people such as Josh and Aaron fight back against them as well? Uh, who seem to, I don't know, be tired. <laughs> so leave a review. Leave a, whatever you, else you'd like to do on that. Uh, share us on iTunes. Twitter, Facebook, any of your social medias that you like to use, and recommend it to a family, friend, colleague, kid, roommate, you know, a future wife potential for Mr. Johnson. I don't want one. (laughs) No. Keep them away. Um, And we will catch you then on another week.